This week on Wonder Out Loud. What is it to be a recruiter in the prestigious gaming industry? Ala has found an approach to it. Welcome to the next episode of Wonder Out Loud. We want to hear from authentic people that share real stories about their successes, pitfalls, and all their learnings when it comes to workplace dynamics. We are Ella and Nina of the Wonder Team, and as always, are starting with a Wonder question. Today's icebreaker is, what do you like most about working in a team? Nina, what do you like most? I would say um, when you have a win, you can share it with other people. So it's even more exciting and more rewarding. Um, so yeah, for me, uh, the best thing in working in a team is that you can share all of the um, positive successes um, you, you have worked on together. What about you, Ella? Um, I think it's uh, the efficiency that you can, that each person has their own specific task and then you can, you can all come together and decide what, uh, what's up next. And then you come to results much more quicker. Also like that, the efficiency part. Then let's get started with our um, guest for today. Today, uh, Alla is joining us. Alla, she's a talent sourcer, trainer and communities builder based in Amsterdam. She's passionate about gaming, elevating talented people, and everything data-related. In her daily job, her goal is to find talented people in the gaming industry. So, Ala, um, thank you so, so much uh, for being here today with us. And let's say, let's just jump right in. So, I will also pass the question to you of what do you like most about working in a team? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um in a team, so the difference of opinions, I really love it because your team members can challenge you. And uh, the final, I don't know, product, project that you're going to have is going to be something very different um, because of the how different people can see, communicate and build the project. So I would say the, the differences in opinions, that would be uh, the most exciting thing for me in the team. Love it. The diversity of uh, having different people together. Amazing. Um, Ala, maybe to, to get us started off with um, getting more insights about your working life, can you share how your working environment looks like? Do you work in an office or do you have a hybrid situation? Um, do you work remotely? And what do you love about your working environment? And what is one thing you maybe dislike? Great. Um, I'm very lucky. I'm working in gaming. Gaming is a is a very special place, I believe so, <laughs> because you are surrounded by passionate people. I will be very honest with you. I have never met the person who didn't like what they do in gaming. So even if they're the ones who are creating the sounds for the, um, uh, I don't know, like uh, the, the the kitchen stuff happening or uh, creating the new character, um These people are very passionate about what they're doing and what they're going to have at the end. So I would say this environment is very creative. So sometimes you have um, uh, ups and downs because of the inspiration, the way how you want the things to go, the company goals, etc. So it's never boring. That's what I'm trying to say. 
Um, it is a hybrid type of the environment. So, so it's, it leaves you with a little bit of flexibility so you can still meet with the people uh, face-to-face. Um, but at the same time, you have your quite nice time to focus on the things that you would like to do. The great thing about environment and gaming as well is that uh, we don't have a lot of meetings. We don't have a lot of bureaucracy. And um, yeah, you the way how your work is assessed, like uh, if you're performing well, if you're doing things well, are the results of something that you're very passionate about, like the game. <laughs> so that's the environment I'm working. So in terms of the things that um, I do, one thing I dislike is probably that um, I would have less context on people's life that is happening in the remote or the hybrid type of work because we mostly see each other in the offices just to do the work, just to go through some very important things, but don't, we don't have enough time, I think, sometimes to really get connected with each other. And this is something that is not specifically related to gaming, but I'm missing it, especially because most of my colleagues are in Singapore and in China, so <laughs> and I'm based in Europe. So this way, I would say... Yeah, having more interaction, having more like casual conversations, that would be uh, something that I would try to improve. Oh, that's super interesting. Everyone should go into the gaming industry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I could be. It could be contentious. So, <laughs> um, just to tweak it something for me, when you said that um, you have lots of colleagues in, in in Asia, where you have big time difference, right? So, how do you handle communicating with your colleagues when there's what, 10 hours of time difference, maybe? My day starts a little bit early, like seven in the morning, and I'm the morning person. And this is, it was my choice. It's not like the company is making me to do so. Um, I wanted to have this opportunity and I wanted to be part of that exactly team. So seven in the morning, no problem. And it's um, like 12, uh, 11 or 12 for my colleagues in Singapore. So it, yeah, I, I'm really having like half of the day for everything. But again, we don't have a lot of meetings, to be honest. Um, all the conversations that are happening around something that we need to to, to make sure that everyone is aligned. But um, uh, maybe because I'm very, working in a very mature team, uh, people are so experienced with what they do. So we, even for a year, we didn't have a manager. So that was funny. So we were like self-managed team. Uh, completely independent, uh, having a lot of things done, but the way how we thought is the best. And I think this is the environment, this is like a dream environment when you do your best and the company is completely trusting you and whatever decision you're making. Yeah, so the time difference is no, not that big a uh, problem uh, in terms of uh, life and balance, as long as it's really not harming you uh, seven in the morning, eight in the morning. So that's that sounds for me absolutely doable, but it could be not acceptable for other people. For, for this, you just need to be in the location of your office. That makes sense, yeah. Um, I would have a follow-on question on, although you don't have many meetings uh, and you're very much aligned, can you think of one situation where there was a miscommunication happening? And if so, how how were you able to resolve it? Um, in terms of the between colleagues, I believe it never happened. Uh, although it probably sounds that it is impossible, in, in a way, 
how we, we we take the communication very seriously. So the communication goes through all the possible channels. You will see the message. You will see a small recording. The person is try will try to t- tell to you in the meeting. So all the channels that you need to receive the information from will be uh, communicated. So I would say it's taken so seriously that it's never been a problem. But because I'm working with talents and I'm setting up the expectations, I'm talking a lot with international talents who are relocating in different locations. And here you have a lot of miscommunication because people assume things very differently. Like even when you communicate how the stock options work or uh, the, the the package or the pension or these kind of things, I was um, a few times in a situation where the candidate understood it wrong, although I thought I did everything to make sure that it's, uh, it's um, clear. But I assume probably a lot of things. So, right? So um, that's um, something that's, may change me in a way where wherever anything I'm communicating that's a little bit complex or uh, is related to a different location or something the person never had, I try send a message, explain it like with the voice and ask the person to repeat it how they understood it. I know it sounds crazy, but sometimes when they're repeating it how they understood it, I catch, uh, I catch these things like, you know, oh, okay, so that's actually different. Um, and, um, it's overkilling probably in a way, but, uh, it's, it's really taught me a very valuable lesson. Never assume, especially if something is um, new for the person. I've, I really love what you're saying with uh, your voice. Uh, because written communication can be understood differently than what you're saying and also asking to, um, to give the feedback uh, and, and say how they understood it. Um, how, how would you say, what is the best take to know when you should be asking for, can you please repeat it back to me? Because of course it could be received in a, in a weird way. Like, do you have one, basically one, one, um, one idea of for our listeners, how they could be doing it for themselves and with their team? Sure. So the follow-ups are like, let's say the most effective technique I developed. So first you have a conversation that's a little bit casual. So you're preparing the person, Hey, listen, this is the new things that you're going to learn. Uh, you try to give as much as you can. Then the next uh, thing after the call is always the follow-up with everything written, even specifics like time zone, currencies, everything, everything, very detailed. After that, you're giving the person a few days just to go through it um, when it's even performance review, right? So if you wrote the feedback to someone, you're asking the person to just to take some time to make the notes, ask the questions. And so probably the next follow-up will be for me to ask the person questions or ask them to ask me questions. And the last one will be, hey, let's let's all let you you would be the one who will walk me through the things that you understood just to make sure that we're all um, the same page because even the language I'm not a native speaker so some of the things that I really also understood that we the same word we can understand very differently I have an example so I asked the the candidate during the interview um how flexible you are and the person replied to me that he does yoga three times a week so I, I actually meant in terms of the start date and it was in the conversation around the start date. But yeah, I really have to be careful, consider all the 
cultural specifics and i really recommend the book cultural map very nice one so it really gives you a good idea about some people's backgrounds and the way how they accept the feedback or how to learn the new things so yeah over communicating is not a bad thing i love the quote <laughs> um Although, like, all of what you have uh, already shared and, and I can see how this uh, also brings in the value and the right communication for, for you and the people you work with, do you still have an example of when there was a conversation or an encounter that still lingers in a negative way that, I don't know, the person didn't make you feel welcomed or the other way around? Um, anything where you, yeah, that, that in, in, your, in your stomach doesn't feel right or didn't feel right? Interesting. I would. I don't have that um, a negative experience like that. Uh, that's uh, even like you know on the physical level could could be felt like that. But I do have um, experience when I uh, I felt like I'm. I'm, I'm failing and it was during the uh, interview so usually I'm a freelancer so I have my gigs uh, because people recommend to each other so I'm most of the times like busy but when I have the newer opportunity so I usually talk to the leadership and I had a very very big boss talking to me and the interview was planned for one hour and I was preparing for it like you know looking into the person profile background everything so the company watch all the videos on YouTube read all the articles I'm prepared so and so during the conversation so he was absolutely professional but he was unreadable like absolutely even as a recruiter I couldn't understand like you know am I doing well uh, am I failing and uh, after the 30 minutes so he told me Uh, yeah, that's where all my questions. So, would you do you have any questions? And as a recruiter, I know there's still 30 minutes left. It means that I failed, and I couldn't, like you know, keep myself in hands in terms of like uh, to stay focused and uh, not like feel super nervous. So, I did ask him a few questions, and then uh, yeah, when the call finished, so I went to my husband saying like. Oh my God, I just failed. I really like this opportunity. Um, the surprise, you know, that I had after all that, uh, I, I did get the job. I did get the interview and actually the feedback was very positive. Um, but during the interview, to be honest, I was really like dying because I, I couldn't read it. I couldn't understand, uh, if I'm doing well or not. And most of the times, uh, interviews are very stressful experience. So. I think a lot of candidates, if anyone is going through the interview process and listening to it now, believe me, even recruiters are nervous during the interviews. It's normal, but we have to keep ourselves in hands. And um, yeah, that was the experience that probably I still remember, like, like I, I failed. <laughs> For what you've learned there, can you now um, bring this into new conversations you have or when you have, again, this encounter where you don't feel like it's going well? Is this helping you in, in a way to get more comfortable still? Um, the advice that I, like, the, 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 the experience that I had was, like, it doesn't matter, like, how long the interview was planned. And so the things that so I, I thought important, they were actually not important. And so what I'm trying to tell to every candidate that I ever talk to is be yourself and uh really don't pay attention to the things other than, than the conversation. So that is happening right now. And it feels like a lottery. You don't know if you get job, if you get it or not. So 
just try to use this conversation at at, at the maximum um, effectiveness and uh, to be to be yourself during this conversation. You share with us that you are rather an introvert person. Um, how have you tech? Because I, there are so many people out there who might struggle with, you know, uh, especially in an interview situation, you're so nervous and do I perform well? And is the person on the other side getting me and stuff like that? How do you bridge the gap of still being yourself, right? Of, of rather being maybe more quiet, but still delivering um, what you're worth and what you can bring to the table? This is a great question. Um, of course, during the interview, you're a little bit not yourself in a way, so you're trying to sell, right? So you're trying to get the job. You're probably communicating a little bit more. Right now, uh, I'm talking to you, and I'm going out of my zone of comfort, and I'm trying to, um, like, tell the things that uh, could be a little bit, like, you know, personal, etc. cetera. Uh, so my uh, advice will be uh, preparation, is the key in a way, right? So you can try to um, tell about yourself in front of the mirror and just just make it, you know, um, like a little bit more casual. Like, hey, I'm all, I'm doing this and that. And um, uh, read about the company, read about the job, uh, make sure you have a few questions. But even if you feel prepared uh, for the first a couple of minutes when the person is uh, starting the conversation, you will be nervous. But if you're talking to a good professional, they will try to make you comfortable. They will try to start with icebreaker or like, you know, how are you today? Um, but sometimes you, the introverted person meet another introverted person. And this is the challenge. <laughs> I see that a lot when, uh, when engineers, uh, uh, interview each other and they kind of also have to do the same, like, you know, how are you? I'm good. Are you okay? So let's talk about the code. Yes. Let's talk about the code. Um, so, uh, just, um, yeah, be on time, be prepared and to stay yourself. You will not be yourself 100% because you're still trying to get the job, right? So that's okay. Uh, but when you never lie on the interview, that would be my suggestion. Uh, never say that you did something, but you haven't. It's all will be learned after all, and you will never benefit out of it. Uh, if you're nervous, I also try to suggest, um, and the interviewer is not helping you, um, grab a water, just, just drink a little bit of water, um, mute your mic microphone and breathe a little bit so it's also something that um you you have to help yourself if 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 the person uh don't understand that you're nervous right now but for the two three first minutes you will be nervous that's that's okay but after that you will forget and you will focus on the questions listen to the questions <laughs> and then you will forget that you're nervous oh, i really really love that advice um definitely something we can all take take with us um how do you also based on um you having so many meetings and and meeting people and this is a big part of your job how do you make sure that this also gives you energy rather than taking away energy from you being rather a an introvert person is this something you can also share with with our listeners of course of course um when i'm interacting with people i'm trying to see if i can help them with anything uh either they like job advice or connect them with anyone and so when i see that it's actually needed 
so that's my energy is uh, coming from. So I started to to be part of the uh, Slack community because I wanted to give something. And is introverted person in a way, like it means that I'm, I could be a little bit awkward uh, with social protocols. I'm like, you know, I don't like to hug a lot of people and uh, I, I can be tired if a a lot of people coming to me and asking a lot of questions. Um, but still, I can uh, give some quality communication and quality conversation to, to a few people that I'm interacting right now. And I will be focusing on, um, did I help uh, this person? This Is anything that I have uh, in my network uh, could be interesting? And uh, seeing the results of it uh, are very beneficial. Uh, and that's what gives me the energy like, oh, these people connected. Oh, they, 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 this person get the job. This person, I actually responsible for a couple of couples that uh, uh, I made because I introduced people to each other. So then, and I'm still invited, you know, for some family dinners. <laughs> so it, it, it is fun. Um I probably wouldn't go for them uh, for the dinners, but I would I would be very very happy that uh, people uh, get something out of uh, what I can uh, get give them. Thank you so much. Um, in order to wrap this interview up, um, our last question would be: What's your prediction of the work uh, work environment in five years? Interesting. Of course, uh, as a person who is a huge gaming fan, I hope it's going to be super, super, super uh, cyberpunk. So we're going to, you know, have all of the technologies. So we're not doing any, um, uh, routine work. So like robots, like half of my colleagues will be robots. So exciting. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, um, I hope that in five years, um, we're not only going to be focusing on the uh, optimization, automation, and technologies. We're also going to be focusing on the um, um, like empathy, on their emotional intelligence as well. It is something that I'm very, very curious myself. Uh, I would love to for us to have less conversations when people. Uh, uh, had a surprise that they're not performing, uh, when people had a surprise that they will be fired or let go because of some of the reasons and uh, miscommunications, uh, you know, the um, all these um, expectations that people have, but they don't get. So this kind of things, I would love to have it much less in the future, in the, in the five years. Um, and um, yeah, uh, that's what, that would be my prediction. We will be probably more emotional intelligence focused and so we, like I hope I will have a few robot colleagues. That's 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 my prediction. <laughs> Nothing serious. So this is not serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so so much for sharing your experiences with us today. Um, it's been really a pleasure, um, and I think Nina, we learned so much today. Um, so my question for you, Nina, would be: What is something you learned, you liked, and something that you would lean into in the future? I really, really like the approach, Ala, you took of, um, you know, being true to, to yourself and maybe being more of an introvert person, but still being able to get energy out of the people you meet. And that's part of your job and um, seeing how you can help, help others and even connecting them <laughs> on a personal level as well. I, I really, really like this. Um, what I what I learned, I really um, find it interesting, the robo colleagues approach. That we might have robots uh, <laughs> sitting next to us. 
so if if this is a joke, still um, something I can envision happening at one point. And what I personally really want to lean into more in my daily work is um, making sure that I communicate properly to my colleagues through, as you perfectly said at the beginning, um, how you can make it clear in written. Um, then there's a feedback afterwards where you have all the details also record your audio, which I would assume even doesn't take that much time, but still helps so much to add another layer for communication. And then making sure that um, the other person really understood it the same way that you did. Um, because at the end of the day, we're all people working together. We're not <laughs> machines. Um, and we can um, we can communicate um, so that the other person might not understand it properly. And we need to make sure that this is done um, in the right way. So these would be my three topics. Um, Ella, what about you? What did you like? What did you learn? And what would you like to lean into? I like the idea that the gaming world is full of people who are so passionate about their jobs um, because it's so great. It's like, yeah, I just like the thought of thinking about these people that some people outside of the of that business think are super nerds, are so passionate to make for other people, the best gaming experience ever. Um, something that I, that I learned, I think also the communicating uh, aspect, but also those little tips about application interviews, all these kinds of things. As a student, these are super helpful to me. Um, and something that I would lean into further, um, yeah, is I think this idea of, what bring I to the community and how can I help those other people um, get to the next level or get to their dream job or whatever it is instead of, okay, what can I get from that community? I think that um, is a very valuable thought and I guess also brings you a lot of confidence and self-value when you know what you can give other people. Thanks for being wonderfully connected and hope you tune in next time on Wonder Out Loud. For more information, check out our website, wonder.in, or follow us on social media at wonder.app.